As always, I hope I find you doing well. Before I talk about the subject for today, I want to say a few words about a very particular program we have at Healing Care Ministries. It's called Spiritual Formation and the Art of Spiritual Direction. You know, the last three years, particularly with COVID, the pandemic, have been very difficult for many people, and it's taken a great emotional and spiritual toll. And one of the ways in which we are trying to help individuals that are hurting is by training up spiritual directors. A spiritual director is a person who helps others discover God in the sacrament of the present moment and respond appropriately. A spiritual director is a great listener, grounded in scripture, understands the historic practices of spiritual direction, knows how to apply specific spiritual exercises to individuals' lives. In the last eight years, we've graduated close to 200 men and women who have completed our two-year program in spiritual direction. This program involves four residencies, each residency five days long. It involves reading, assignments. It also moves into an enterprising period where you are supervised. It's a very exciting program. As a matter of fact, our graduates are automatically eligible to join the Evangelical Spiritual Directors Association. My own wife was in the very first cohort, and she often tells people she finally found what it is that she wants to do with her life. I wonder if there are any of you in our Slingstones audience that have ever considered being equipped as a spiritual director. More and more people are asking for that kind of help. Our program not only would be a benefit to you, but it also is a benefit to those that you serve. If this is something you may be interested in, please go to our website. You'll find information, a contact number. You can call the administrator of the program, get more information, and sign up if you're interested. Our next cohort will begin this summer, and we're still taking applications through April 15th. The cohort is usually 15 people. There is a lot of supervision and help and individuals that are there to guide you along this process. Maybe you want to just spend a moment and ask the Lord, would he ever lead you to become a spiritual director? If so, I think you would find our program very exciting, accommodating, and quite enriching. Let's pray. Father, we come in the name of our Lord Jesus, and we ask that your precious Holy Spirit would minister to us now. Lord, may you take these thoughts that come from God's Word and use them to shape our lives in you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do and all that you are. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. My wife and I just returned from a 
rather short but wonderful trip to the Gulf Coast down off of Florida. For a couple of days, we spent time with a childhood friend, someone I've known since grade school. He and his wife hosted us near a, a town called Destin. From there, we went over and spent four days with one of my dearest friends and his wife, Jewel. We've known Evan and Jewel for 40 years. As a matter of fact, I met him on my very first day entering college in 1970, and we have been real friends ever since. They spent their career as missionaries, first in the Ivory Coast and then in Senegal. We had a great time. But part of our time was talking about Scripture, spending time in prayer, and I was sharing some of the rather difficult journey that I found myself on, which happens from time to time. And I talked to them about wanting to pray with shameless audacity. That phrase took both of them by surprise, and quickly Evan said, where, where is that in the Bible? Where, what translation uses that phrase? And I laughed. I said, it's in the NIV, NIV in Luke chapter 11. And I went and I read the scripture, which I'll do with you in just a moment. Now, here's what was very interesting. We had a robust and good talk about what it means to persist in prayer and to pray with shameless audacity. And then we went to their church, which happens to be right across the border in Alabama. It's called the Church of the Shores. And wouldn't you know it, but their young pastor, a man named Sean Kennedy, chose that very text to preach about on Sunday morning. We all looked at each other and laughed. But you know, it was refreshing because he brought some insights about prayer that I, I really appreciate. As a matter of fact, I wrote a couple of them down. One of them, he said, is this, the most important conversation you will ever have each day is the one you have with God. Oh, I love that. The ability to talk with God and to believe that he hears us and that he's attentive to our prayers. He also said something else that I really appreciated. He, he put two sentences up on the overhead, and uh, one of them was, I have made a mistake. Don't tell God, Dad or he'll kill me. The other one is, I made a mistake. I'm going to call Dad. And he was talking about how we really need to approach our Father in heaven with the idea that he is the first one we want to go to whenever we're facing a difficult time, whenever we have a need. Now, it's out of that that we have this story in Luke chapter 11 that our Lord Jesus told. He said this, Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, Lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't give it up to give you anything. I tell you, Jesus said, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Wow. Shameless audacity. 
Now, many times I link that to the notion of persevering in prayer, but what Pastor Kennedy said, which I thought was just spot on, is that shameless audacity means that you're willing to cry out for what you really need. You see, shame causes us to try to put a better face on things. But when you're shameless, you're able to go to God and talk to him about what's really going on in your life. Shameless audacity is the opportunity to go to God, to relate to God in all of our neediness, in all of our poverty, in all of our despair, even in all of our desperation. And that we go there with a willingness to say to our Father in heaven, Father, this is me. This is my condition. This is what I'm facing right now. I think this is a very, very important principle for us. God already knows our condition, but there's something about our willingness to go to him and to be bold-faced, if you will, to say exactly what is on our heart that is so very, very important in our relationship with God. I know you're well aware that my journey has been one of peaks and valleys, and I've probably learned the much, the most rather, when I have been moving through a valley. And one of the earliest things that I learned was that when I'm in a valley, Jesus is right there with me, and that I can have some of the most intimate, if you will, shameless and honest conversations with him when times are tough. There are moments when anxiety grabs a hold of me and it feels like it's just going to shake the life out of me. There's no sense of me pretending that's not true or going to God in prayer as though I am the, the man of great, unshakable faith. No, it's much better when I go to God with shameless audacity. The willingness to talk to him about what's really happening in my life. You know, we see this in scripture. I think Paul had to have been one of the most courageous followers of Christ, as were all the disciples. And you read in his description in Corinthians of all the things he went through Beatings, being marooned on an island, abandonment, arrest. And yet, there are also occasions when he talks about how he feared even for his life and that he prayed out to God. That's the notion of shameless audacity. And what God's trying to teach us here, Jesus, our Lord, in this passage of Scripture in Luke 11, is that he welcomes shameless audacity. Now, if you know what follows in this passage, Jesus talks about fathers for a moment, and he says this, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? 
or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your father, to your children rather, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now you recognize that this teaching wasn't really about the Holy Spirit. It was about persevering in prayer. But one of the things that Jesus says is that when we do persevere in prayer, God hears us in our shameless audacity. And he gives us the Holy Spirit who holds within his being all the power to help us. I think this is a very, very important word for us in this day. Things are not easy. We're seeing banks fail again. The stock market is crashing. COVID is far from over. The tension between different groups of people in the United States is very high, if not at an all-time high. The vitriol that's being spewed from politicians, it takes a heavy toll. And it begins to affect our emotions. And it certainly, in some ways, presents us with needs. What a wonder to know that God welcomes us to come to him in prayer as his children, he being our father. And he wants us to be completely open and honest about what we're going through and what it is we need. And even if this is about some place in ourselves where we have wandered, let's not forget that when we make a mistake, what we want to do is call Dad. Call out to our Father and see Him come and minister to us in His eternal love. Thank you.